All right, guys. Before we pray, open up your, your Bible apps to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 26. We're going to be 26 to 51. It's a story that all of you heard before about the life of David. But let us pray. Shall we? Bow your heads. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity you have given us to be in your house, to worship you, to celebrate you, to lift up the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. Father God, I thank you for every young person that's under this roof tonight. Father, they, they could have chosen to be anywhere else, but they've chosen to be here tonight. Father God, I just pray a special anointing to flow here tonight. I pray, God, that every chain be broken. I pray that every yoke be destroyed. I pray that your spirit will move in a powerful way. Father God, I pray, my God, that every demon, Lord, that be manifested, Lord, may be casted out in the name of Jesus. Every spirit, Lord, that is contrary to your word, we bind it and we cast it out in the name of Jesus. Father God, somebody tonight. Lord, that their lives will be forever changed after tonight. Lord, and that we may be able, Lord, to learn, Lord, what our purpose here on earth is. Father God, I give you all glory and all honor. And everybody says, and amen. I want to talk tonight on the title, Living Out Your Purpose. Living Out Your Purpose. Look at your neighbor. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. Now, you know, there's a saying out there. You, you ever hear that saying? Well, what he don't know won't hurt him. You ever hear that? What she don't know won't hurt him. Well, how many know that's a lie? Because what you don't know can actually kill you. What you don't know can actually hurt you. You see, education, knowledge is power. So what you don't know can actually cripple you in every sense of the word, spiritually, emotionally. What you don't know can hurt you. I remember many years ago, first time that I came, I was living in New York. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> many years ago, I remember when I first got invited to, to come speak out here at a, as a, a young adult singles. And I remember I was in my hotel room, one of the coordinators for this event, called me up. Said, yo, what you doing? I was like, I'm just chilling. He said, come on, man, we're going to treat you for brunch. There's a restaurant down the block from the hotel. We'll meet you there. And I was like, all right, cool. So I got there. I met some of the guys who were there in the booth. Now, I should have warned the brother. I'm from, I'm from the north. I'm from the north, from the Bronx. Now, we're in the south. There are just certain things in the north at that time I wasn't used to eating down here in the south. They should have warned the brother. So I'm sitting down, and I said, yo, man, you got to try this, man. They already ordered for me. I was like, what? Listen, chicken by itself, no problem. No problem. Waffle by itself. But chicken and waffle together? Listen, listen, I'm Puerto Rican, right? I'm Puerto Rican. I eat all kinds of spicy stuff, right? I eat spicy stuff. But nothing has messed up my stomach like the combination of chicken and waffles together, all right? But, and what's messed up, right? So I'm leaving, I'm leaving the restaurant block away, right? So I'm walking. I'm going to my hotel. All of a sudden, I hear this. 
So I'm like, what in the world? I keep walking. Up. I was like, whoa. Ha- had this, ha- has this ever happened to you? Have you ever had your stomach telling you, yo, we need to make a stop? Listen, and what's messed up is I'm walking back to my hotel, and, 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 and I keep, I was like, whoa, what is this? Now, I'm a grown man. I'm like, man, I ain't going to stop. Man, my hotel room is right there. I ain't going to stop. I'm, I'm going to go to my hotel, do what I got to do, right? But ain't it something how, how your butt knows when you're getting close? Because the second that I saw the sign to my hotel room, my butt was like, hey, yo, I'm going now. I said, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yo, have you ever done this? Have you ever, have you ever been walking like this, holding it and walking at the same time? Have you ever done this? Come on. Have you ever done that? Oh, man. And then that day when I got to my hotel room, you know that little key? Out of all days, it takes that day to start acting up. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh. Oh, no. I start sweating. And you know it's serious. When you open that door and you start running, faking off your clothes while you're running to the toilet. Man, it was bad. It was bad. Look at your neighbor and tell him what you don't know can hurt you. What you don't know can hurt you. One reason so many Christians get frustrated so easily in life is that they don't really know who they are. You don't know your purpose. You're going through what's called an identity crisis. You go with the flow. The crowd goes this way, you go that way. The crowd goes this way, you go that way. Because you don't know your purpose. You don't know your identity. And the bigger problem about not knowing your purpose or your identity is that many people don't do anything about it. You know that sometimes stress comes from tolerating what you should be changing? Let me say that again. Sometimes stress comes from tolerating what you should be changing. You ever heard the story of the camel? I'll it again. So you got this big mama camel with the baby camel. And one day, the baby camel looks up to the mom and says, Mommy, yes, son. Why do we have these big eyelashes for? Clink, clink. Well, son, those eyelashes are so that when we go through these long walks on the desert, they keep the sand out of your eyes. Okay. A few minutes later. Mom, yes, son. Why do we have these big two humps on our back? Well, son, those two big humps are so that we can store lots lots and lots of water so that when we take our very long treks through the deserts, we don't get thirsty. Oh. Minutes later. Mom, because that's just the way kids are. They keep asking questions. So the mother at this time, she starts getting a little frustrated. She's like, yes, son. What are these big toes? Those toes 
are designed so that when we're taking these long walks through the desert, we don't sink in the sand. They keep us afloat. A few minutes. Mom? Yes, son. So if we have these long eyelashes, clink, clink, to keep the sand out of our eyes in these long walks during the sandstorms, and these big two humps to store lots and lots and lots of water during our long treks through the sand, and, and, and these two big toes to keep us on top of the sand and not sink in. Yes, son, then mom, why are we in the zoo? You see, many people in church, they're just like the camels. They were created for a purpose, but they locked up inside their own little prison, not being able to do what they were created to do. And until you don't understand your identity and your purpose, you're going to continue staying behind your own little prison, being frustrated, looking at other people doing what they were created to do. And there you are allowing a spirit of hateness, a spirit of jealousy and envy, looking at other people doing it. to take a moment to understand that the devil is real. The devil understands who you are. He knows that one young person in the hands of God is an imminent threat to him and all of his kingdom so if he understands that but you don't understand that then he don't mind you coming to church on Sundays and playing the part he don't mind you coming every Friday and looking good and raising your hands and crying as long as you are ignorant to the fact of what you're perfect for listen let me tell you something the devil is out there to rob kill and destroy he knows what you're made of he knows what's inside of you he just don't want you to know he don't want your purpose because the second you discover your purpose that's when you're going to stand up in the name of Jesus and you're going to be able to be set free and not only be set free but you're going to be able to go back to your schools and set some of your friends free you're going to be able to go back to your homes and set your mom and your daddy free and set all your friends free when you understand who you are in Christ let me tell you all hell will break loose the devil will be shaking his little boots. Why? Because you have power, power, power. Because you are that which God called you to be. Listen, till we comprehend what our identity is, we will never live our God-given purpose to full capacity. Never. Understand something. Your behavior doesn't affect your identity. But your identity affects your behavior. I'll say it again. Your behavior doesn't affect your identity, but your identity affects your behavior. Every before and after effect. Let me give you some example. Remember Abraham? Abraham. God changed his name. Uh, uh, he changed his name from uh, Abraham, which means high father, to Abraham, which means father of multitude. What happened when God changed his name? He started living out his name. In Bible times, men, fathers would put their hands over their sons and give them a name for a specific purpose because they were going to live out that name. 
And what happened was that God comes into the picture and he changes some of these men's names. Jesus is about to change some of your names, spiritually speaking, tonight. So he becomes Abraham, which is high father, to Abraham, father of a multitude. Look at Jacob. Jacob's name means supplanter, deceiver. He was a liar. So Jacob, his name, he was always deceiving. He was always lying. He was always living that life. But then God comes in the picture and changes his name from Jacob, which means deceiver, to Israel, which means having power with God. Then you have Simon, which means God has heard, to Peter, which is rock. And then we have this crazy young dude by the name of David, which we will learn a thing or two from his crazy life. Now, let me give you perspective. When you hear about the story about David and Goliath, you're thinking David, this big, strong, young man. The fact is, he was about 15 or 16 years old. He was a youth. In Bible times, even today in the culture of the Jewish people, when you're 12, you're a grown man. It's not like today where you're 12. <laughs> you're 12 years old and you're still, you know, you're not mature. But in Israel, a 12-year-old is not like an American 12-year-old. Over there, they're already grown men. It's different, and that's the way it was in the Bible days. So David is considered already grown man, but he's about 15, 16 years old. Now let me just let me just throw this out there. Sometimes God will put a Goliath in your life for you to find a David within. There are three things, three things that we must that must occur in order for us to walk in our purpose. I want you to take notes. Three things that must, in order for us to walk in our purpose. And I'm not going to read the whole text. I'm just going to go little by little, but it's all there. The first thing that we learn out of this story about David and Goliath, there's so much going on in here, so much. Let me give you the backdrop. Goliath and the Palestinians, they're fighting against the people of, of God, Israel. The soldiers are in the battle line. They're over there. The Philistines are over there. The Israelites over here. They're just a few miles from each other. The people of Israel, the soldiers, they're in fear for their life. Like, the king saw in Bible times, if you were the king, you, it was your responsibility to be in the front battle, leading your army against the fight. Saw the king, he's scared. He doesn't want to fight his arm because they saw their king fearing. So what happens is they became just like their king. You got to be careful who you hang around with. We all heard the saying, right? Tell me who you're hanging out with and I'll tell you who you are. Right? It's not to say that you can't have non-Christian friends. I have a lot of Christian friends. How else are we going to win them for Christ, right? But I have Christian friends. I don't behave like them. I don't speak like them. I don't allow them to influence me. I influence them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the king gets nervous. Soldiers surrounding him get nervous, and they start behaving just like him. So here comes this young, crazy kid, David. His father told him, yo, go out there, take these little, 
sandwiches, lock and cheese sandwiches out there to your brothers. They must be starving. So David was like, all right. He gets to the battlefield. He sees everybody sitting down, shaking. The king scared. So he starts talking. He's like, yo, what's going on here? Oh, man. Some big dude over there, Goliath, man. He's over here cursing out the God of Israel. He's like, wow, what are you? So his brother comes and says, yo, man, what you doing here? Get out of here. So he starts yelling at him. David snaps back. Sometimes you got to snap back in the spirit. Come on now. I ain't saying that you got to disrespect your sibling, but what I'm saying is you got to understand when it's flesh talking and when it's the devil talking. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And when you see that it's the devil talking, you got to snap back in the name of Jesus. His brother said, man, what you doing here? Get out of here. So David was like, what's wrong, what's wrong with you? What's your problem? And he ignored him. Now, this is where we go. The first thing, the first thing we must do to walk in our God-given purpose is this. You got to learn how to ignore negativity. Some of y'all be having your feelings hurt. Some of y'all be all in your feelings. I can't really look what they said about me. I'm not going to church no more. Grow up. You serve man or you serve? Are you more in tune about what people think about you or about what God thinks about you? When people start insulting me, talking behind my back, telling me things, listen, the first thing that comes to my mind is, God, thank you. Because 2,000 years ago, you died on the cross for me, not them, but you. Lord, you died for me. So I got to give you praise. I got to focus on you, not on man. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of y'all are too much into your feelings. You got to get out your feelings, and you got to learn how to ignore negativity if you're ever going to walk in your God-given purpose. David looked at his brother and said, man, what you talking about? And he kept on walking. That's what the Bible says. David looked at his brother said, man, what, I can't talk? And he walked away. The Bible said he ignored him. If you're ever going to Walk in your God-given purpose. The first thing you have to do is you have to ignore negativity. Now watch this. Some voices are speaking to your destiny, and some are distracting you. When you walk in your identity, you can discern the difference. Some voices are speaking to your destiny, and some are distracting you. When you learn your identity in Christ, you can learn to discern the difference. What voices are speaking to you? Who is it that's influencing you? Who are you being guided by? There's always somebody that wants to share a secret, something, whisper things into your spirit. Don't you hate it when people with bad breath always want to tell you a secret? If that person sitting next to you, please keep on looking straight. We want no problems tonight. Listen. Never listen to people who heckle you on the sideline who have never been in the game. Don't listen. They've never been in the game. They got nothing to say to you. Nothing to say to you. You got to go to people who've been there, done that, wore the T-shirt, went around. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You got to go to people who have the scars, who've been in this game, who've been there and they talk about it. They got something to say to you. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hang around with people who've been in battle, who've been scarred, who've been through hell and back, and can go to you and say, come on, I'll take under my wing. I got you. I'm not going to let you go. I got you. Those people need to speak to your life. The soldiers, they were comfortable in their fear. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, do I want to be comfortable or do I want to be purposeful? They were comfortable in their fear. Do you want to go? No, I mean, I ain't going. I ain't going. And David's like, yo, yo, you ain't going? Nah. Yo, you, you ain't going? Nah. Oh, man, I can't believe this. You ain't going? Nah. Oh, man. They were comfortable in, your, in their fears. Are you comfortable in your fears? Are you? And that's why you don't move on in life. Is it because you're comfortable where you're at? You're comfortable in your fears and insecurities. I don't want to do it because if I do, what are people going to say? What if I fail? I don't know. So you become conditioned and you become comfortable. It walk by faith and not by sight. So you see everybody moving ahead in life, spirituality, and ministry, and you're saying, oh, man, man, I wish I could be there. And something inside of you tells you, dude, you were made for so much more, man. Dude, oh, man, you are wasting precious time, sister. You got a gift. What are you doing? Something inside of you is telling you there's so much more to life than this invisible prison you created for yourself. Those guys were comfortable. The second thing that we must do to walk in our purpose, we learn it from David. You got to refuse the temptation to be like others. David wasn't trying to be like anyone else. He refused to wear the gear. So he, the king finds out that there was some guy crazy enough to want to go fight Goliath. So King Saul said, yo, bring me that kid. What is this I hear that you want to fight? Yeah, I'm ready to fight. I'm going to go out there and fight. Now remember, King Saul, the Bible says his stature, he was very, very tall. He was huge. So I can imagine, yeah, man. I want to go and fight. And I he's five times bigger than me. I don't care. I want to go and fight. But, but you're too young. Again, negativity. You're too young. Voices of discouragement are going to come to you. From people that you look up to, from people that are in prison, they might not mean it, but come out and it's got to be your responsibility to walk in your identity and purpose. But you're too young. Yeah, I understand age is just a number. But what you don't understand, mm, the only time you should go back in your life is to grab a testimony to slap the devil. What you don't understand is that when I was tending to my father's sheep, a lion came. And I grabbed that lion, I opened that mouth, and I killed that lion. And not only did a lion come, but a bear came, and I took that bear, and I put him on a headlock, and I put him asleep. 
so if God can do that, then surely, oh, God will give that giant into my hands. So I could imagine Saul like, okay, um, men, give him my shield, give him my helmet, give him my sword. Now watch this. Saul is huge. David, the shield, the helmet that belongs to King Saul. Use your imagination. Extra, extra large helmet. They were heavy. It was steel. Got the, 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 he got the shield on. He got the sword. Imagine him. Okay, go and fight him. Um, uh, yeah, uh, this is, uh, this, I look foolish and I feel foolish. Listen. When you try to be like somebody else, you're going to look foolish and you're going to feel foolish. And everybody can see it. When you're trying to be somebody that you're not, you're going to look foolish and you're going to feel foolish. Your responsibility, what David did. He said, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I don't need this. I already have what I need. He goes and he picks up five stones. Some people are going to laugh at you when you pick up what God's given you because when God gives you something, it doesn't look much to the naked eye. Lord, have mercy. When God blesses you with something, to the naked eye, to the carnal eye, it looks foolish. Like, are you serious? That? That's what you're going to do? That's the purpose? That's your ministry? That's your gift? Seriously? Like, listen, you got to learn how to know your identity and purpose, walk in it, and you've got to look at the enemy, and you've got to refuse the temptation to be like others. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you walk in your identity and your purpose, listen, God will use that that looks foolish to embarrass the enemy. But you got to take it upon yourself to have the courage to say, oh, thanks. I don't want to wear this. I don't want to look like you. I don't want to be you. I love me. I'm comfortable in my skin. God created me for such a time as this. God did not call me to do what you're doing. God did not call me to be like you. He did not call me to dress like you, to smell like you. No, 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 no. I have an identity. I have a purpose. And I'm going to do what God called me to do. And listen, when you walk in that purpose, trust me when I tell you, you Comparison with others will always give you a false sense of self. Comparison with others will always give you a false sense of self. There's been many studies done recently on social media. The latest one, that people who tend to spend a lot of time on social media tend to be very depressed. The reason, because they're looking at everybody's pictures and videos times over and over again. To get that perfect picture, not that I wouldn't know anything about that, right? They see people together, family, ah, oh, having a good time, having a good time. But how many know that Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, how many know that that's not real life? Anybody could take a picture and, let, and, and appear like they're happy and joyful. But that's not the reality, folks. You need to get off of social media and find out what is your purpose, what is your identity. You need to find joy in Christ, not 
in social media. Not in how many likes you can get. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You got to be comfortable in your own skin. Not trying to find affirmation in everybody else. You see, successful Christian living is predicated on what you know about how you ought to live. Why? Because God has taught us everything you need to know about Christian living. He taught it to us in the Word. Now, if you don't know what you need to know, you will be disabled in your living, in living your God-given purpose. Why? Because it is our knowledge of our identity in Christ that allows us to interpret life from a divine frame of reference. They either do not know this or they don't understand it. From a false identity. And whenever you identify yourself falsely, you will act falsely. Remember the story about the, the little eaglet? There was a little eaglet, little eaglet on the, on the eagle's nest high above over a turkey farm. The little eaglet starts cracking. He fell within the turkey farm. He comes out of his little shell, and the first thing he saw was a bunch of turkey faces with the little things hanging out, just staring at him. Hi. Hello. So he grows up with a bunch of turkeys. He walked with them. He hanged out with them. He ate with them. He figured, hey. This is my family, the turkeys. So one day as he's walking around with the turkeys, this big eagle comes flying over the turkey farm. The little eaglet is walking. He looks up. They make eye contact. And something within inside the little eaglet jumped like, hey, that guy kind of looks like me. The big eagle is like, say it ain't so. So he goes down there. He looks, hey, little man, what are you doing here? I'm with my family, the turkeys. Who told you that? Well, I was born with them. I eat with them. I hang out with them. So I must be a turkey. Nah, little man, somebody lied to you. Somebody lied to you. You're not no turkey. You were created for so much more. Expand your wings. He was like, come on. Expand them further. There you go. Now begin to flap those faster. And he started rising. And he started rising. You see, somebody lied to you. You're not a turkey. You're an eagle. And you were created to fly. And the little eagle begins to get happy. He's like, oh, wow. And then a, a big turkey comes and says, hey, little buddy, I was created to be your turkey. And he flies away. 
Listen, the same reason, the same mentality. Many of you are sitting around thinking that you're something, but you're not. You were created for so much more. You were created to fly. You got more within you than what you think. Some of you are believing the devil. You're believing the lies that the devil is feeding you through different means. You got to stand up in the name of Jesus, and you got to say, Satan, enough is enough. I am not going to play this game. I am sick and tired of being tired. I'm going to get up in the name of Jesus and I'm going to be what you called me to be. I know that I'm better than my past. I know that I'm better than where I'm at. I got to do what God called me to do. And I'm going to finish with this. Number three and my last point. If you were ever going to walk in our God-given purpose, you must walk the talk. David walked the talk. He was a teenager. Listen, some people talk a good game, but when it's time to play, they suck. It's like my little chihuahua. My little chihuahua, he's all bark, no bite. My dog, he's a good watchdog. He's a great watchdog. He'll watch you break into my house. He'll watch you rob my house. And he'll watch you leave my house. Some people are like that. Listen, David, he walked the talk. When he comes out with his little five stones, he looks at the giant. The giant is cursing out the God of Israel. Oh, your God this, your God that. And David looked at him and said, yo, 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 yo. Not today, Satan. Not today. Goliath looked at this one and he said, are you serious? Is this the best that you got? And he started mocking him. Listen. When you're ready to walk out in your God-given purpose, the devil is going to mock you. He's going to laugh at you. He's going to try to intimidate you. He's going to try to make you think twice about what you're about to do. But that's when we have to act on God's word. We walk by faith and not by sight. I'm not looking at the size of the giant. I'm looking at the size of my God. I know who I am. I'm not going to go back. David came out and he said, you come against me with a javelin. You come against me with a big sword. You got five times the height that I do. But I know that 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 God called me for such a time as this. I might be 15 years old, but I'm no little beauty punk. God called me and I know whose I am. I'm going to come out here and I'm going to do what God called me to do. You got to stop worrying and stop focusing on what's going on around you. You got to stop focusing about what other people are doing. You got to quit focusing on what's going wrong. And instead, you got to learn how to speak life over your family, over your finances, over your relationships, over your thoughts, over your ministry, over your career, over your school. You got to begin to demonstrate If you're going to walk the talk, many of us believe the lies of the enemy and we find ourselves stuck in life. We find ourselves not doing what we were created to do, not living out our God-givenness. We find ourselves trying to please others. We find ourselves trying to be something we're not. We find ourselves, amen, like the little elephant in the circus, right? The man goes good up, he goes up. 
Go down, go down. Why? Because they conditioned them. They conditioned them when they were little babies. They conditioned them to stay stuck. They put a chain on them and a peg. When they're babies, they can't pull it. So they grow up still with a little peg. But now they're bigger. They can yank that thing off. But in their mind, they're conditioned that they're not stronger than that chain. Some of you have been growing up and you've been believing and being conditioned that you have to stay locked up, limited, because you're young. But the Bible says that that is not so. The Bible says that you are greater, that God is greater. The Bible says that he has given you power over all the power of the enemy. The Bible says greater is he who lived the that strengthens me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Listen. Tell your neighbor, you got to renew your mind. You got to know your purpose. You got to know your purpose in Christ. You've got to know. Why? Because knowing your purpose is what changes hopelessness to hope fulfilled. Knowing your purpose is what changes perplexed to praise. Knowing your purpose is what changes questions to petitions. Knowing your purpose is what changes depressed to delivered. Knowing your purpose is what changes giving up to looking up. Our knowing of who we are in him is what changes sorrow to jubilance. Because David knew who he was. Because David knew and understood his purpose. Listen, he was able to defeat Goliath and move on to be the greatest king that Israel ever had. In order for you to move on to bigger and better things, you're going to have to confront whatever your Goliath is in your life. Your Goliath tonight could be your insecurity. Your Goliath tonight could be whatever it is that you're struggling with. That can be your Goliath tonight. If you want to get to the next level, you're going to have to confront your Goliath so that you can live out your God-given purpose. Because Jesus Christ walked in his purpose. He understood his purpose. He laid in power. What is your purpose? Are you living your God-given purpose tonight? You got to know your purpose. You got to know your purpose tonight. God is calling you, young people. This is your time. Generation is the generation that God is rising up to do radical things in a crazy, dark world. There's purpose inside of you. Touch your neighbor, elbow, and say, there's purpose inside of you. The question is, do you know your purpose? Are you walking in your God-given purpose? Stand to your feet. Close your eyes. Father God, I have spoken your word as you have given it to me. Holy Spirit, I pray that you begin to bring conviction to every heart in this place that has received your word. Holy Spirit, begin to break every chain, destroy every yoke in the name of Jesus. With everybody's eyes closed, heads bowed, no movement. If you're standing here today, and you know deep down in your heart, you just got to be honest with yourself. If you know deep down in your heart that you do not have a relationship, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, 
You say, yo, Ariel, that would be me, man. I, I, I don't think I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, guess what? Tonight is your night. If that's you, when you say, Ariel, I want a relationship with Jesus, with everybody's eyes closed, heads bowed, that's you tonight. All I'm going to ask you to do is slip up your hand. Just slip up your hand. If you say, Ariel, God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Who else? Who else says, Ariel, I need a relationship with Jesus. God bless you. Anybody else? With everybody's eyes closed, heads bowed. I'm going to ask everyone who raised their hand to ask you to find the courage to come up here in the front because I want to pray with you. Come, come, I want to pray with you. All the prayer warriors and the prayer leaders, come forward. There's a party in heaven that should be a party tonight. Souls have committed to follow Jesus tonight. This is the best decision you guys have ever made in your life. You guys have purpose. And after tonight, the Holy Spirit is going to begin to work in your life. Things are going to begin to happen for your good. So you got a family here who loves you, who's going to support you in your Christian journey. Repeat this prayer after me. Everybody loudly say, Lord, thank you for loving me first. Father, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Heal my heart. Take my old heart away. And give me your heart. Father, heal me. I don't understand why I've been through what I've been through. But God, I'm giving you my heart. I'm giving you my life. A thing called Christianity. I want to follow you, Jesus. Help me. I want to do things right. In Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father God, I pray right now. Lord, for every person who came to Jesus, the names in the Lamb's Book of Life. Holy Spirit, fill them. Begin to bring conviction. Lord, begin to change their heart. Lord, and begin to use them in their God given. Father God, I give you glory and I give you honor. Father God, I pray for every young person who has received your word. Father, I pray, Lord, that they will find their purpose and begin to walk in their purpose so that we can see radical change in Osceola County. Father God, I thank you for them. I pray for supernatural anointing. I pray, my God, that you will use them with power and authority. Father God, that they would do greater, greater things, my God, than the liberation. Father God, I thank you. I give you glory. I give you honor. In Jesus' name. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to put your hands together for these souls.